This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into the Lions 24-7 podcast. I'm Tyler Donahue. As always, producer Lance Glenn working behind the scenes. June has arrived in Happy Valley, and so has Tyler Calvaruzzo. Really excited to announce that he has joined us at Lions247.com as a new full-time Penn State recruiting reporter. We've been teasing his addition to the staff for some time now, um, and it is official as of this week. Hopefully you've followed some of his earliest content at Lions247.com. He comes from within the network, highly recommended uh, from the 24-7 Sports Network. Um Great work covering Boston College most recently. We're happy to poach him away from there, just like Penn State poached their athletic director away from Boston College. And Tyler has a history of, of covering other levels of the sport as well. Uh, the New York Jets, for instance, uh, high school sports for USA Today. Um, he is a Naismith Award uh, voter as well. So he's going to be really engaged on basketball with us as well with the recruiting. We'll touch on a little bit of that. But football is at the forefront, of course, right now. Entering June, you got prospect camps. We've got official visits getting going this weekend, actually, with a top 24-7 prospect in town. A couple of notes before we get to Tyler and break down a bunch of recruiting notes uh, that have surfaced in the last few days. Uh, the themes for the games of uh, 2022 season for Penn State were announced on Wednesday. Uh, Daniel Gallon from our site did a nice job breaking those down. The headliners, of course, always going to be the whiteout. October 22nd versus Minnesota. Really intriguing matchup there. Obviously, a few years ago, Penn State went up on the road on beaten against a fellow on beaten Gophers squad. Uh, Tanner Morgan was the quarterback for Minnesota then. Sean Clifford was the quarterback for Penn State then. Still the same guys in place at those positions in between. Kirk Chiraca, Minnesota's offensive coordinator, came here to Happy Valley for a season and worked his way back to the Golden Gophers staff. So a lot of intrigue there, but certainly people are wondering, well, why is in Ohio State the whiteout game? That will be the stripeout game October 29th. And whereas Minnesota is locked in as the primetime kickoff, Ohio State not yet announced for kickoff time. The sense there is an afternoon matchup. You're looking at that Fox big noon kickoff. Um, stripeout will be uh, the official uh, theme for Ohio State. We do not have an official start time, though. Of course, when that surfaces, we'll get it to you. By the way, countdown to kickoff series underway up on lines247.com. I started with 100 last week. We're all the way down to 91 now. Devon Ellie's in the spotlight. Day by day by day, we'll profile the Penn State player or players whose number correspond with that day and try to give you a nice perspective on how this roster shapes up heading up to September 1st kickoff at Purdue. Let's look toward the future, though, and that is recruiting, and that is Tyler Calvaruzzo, who joins us right now on the Lions 24-7 podcast. Tyler, really excited to have you on as a teammate, Lions 24-7. You've been a teammate at 24-7 Sports within this network, uh, but but good stuff. We, we've been keeping this under wraps for a while. I know you have, too, and finally, you get all those uh, I's dotted and T's crossed, and we can say hello, and you can say hello to the audience. Yeah, first of all, I'm really just – thankful and excited to be here you know this is one heck of an opportunity and to be have the network put the faith in me to come on and take on this role and provide the best Penn State recruiting content we possibly can it's an honor and I'm thrilled to be here and I'm looking forward to getting to know our subscribers looking forward to getting to know the fan base and just really grind it out June's going to be a busy month but that's what makes this job so great 
Yeah, you, you did not pick the easiest time in the calendar to jump on board, but I think the transition is going to be pretty seamless for you. And uh, coming on board here, you're, you're going to be coming to campus real fast. You're, you're heading up and actually going to crash at my place this weekend, so we'll get a chance to know each other a little bit. But we got a lot of recruits to watch. The prospect camp will be taking shape. This is a camp on Saturday, folks, that really wasn't on the board just about a month ago. It came to fruition. Uh, we caught wind of it and, and very quickly learned that prospects were going to be in town on this Saturday. And and so the whiteout camp uh, is taking center stage. It's going to be kind of a quality over quantity camp by what we understand. Under 100 total recruits, you're looking at 2023, 2024, 2025 guys in the spotlight for that. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. Some things we'll be looking for. Brian Doan is coming to campus, uh, our national recruiting reporter here with 24-7 Sports. So you know it's a big camp if Brian's coming to, to join us for coverage. Uh, but let's start with the official visits because that's what June is all about right now in college football. Penn State getting one on campus uh, this weekend. Uh, Steve Wolfong had a bit of a write up on online 247.com this week it's jason moore he's a top 24 7 prospect and this starts a really busy month for him on the uh, on the official visit radar yeah moore's uh visit to penn state's actually really interesting for me for a couple of reasons first of all if you have like you said it's a busy month for him penn state's his first stop so that's that puts penn state in an interesting position they're going to be able to make a strong impression right off the bat and also he's only he's penn state's only official visitor this weekend which is big because he can gain the staff's undivided attention. Some recruits love that. Some recruits love being on campus with the whole group and interacting with other prospects. I think Moore is going to revel in the opportunity to get to know the staff on a much deeper personal level, being the only guy there. And I think Penn State's going to have a really good chance to make an impact and give him something to think about as he goes into these other visits throughout the month. Yeah, I mean, it's big to be the only official visitor on campus. It won't quite be undivided because of all those other prospects that'll be, you know, suiting up and the coaches will have to coach and all that. But to your point, it's not like you should get lost in the shuffle, whereas there are some big when you when you start to pack in these busy official visit weekends, you run the risk of even a guy feel like he's not being prioritized. That won't be the case this weekend. And you really you mentioned needing to to, to get the strong start for him in June. You do want to leave the impression that's going to last and last because he's got some big trips coming up. He's going to South Bend, Indiana to see Notre Dame. He's going to Ann Arbor to see Michigan. And he's going to Columbus to see Ohio State in the next few weekends before this month wraps up. So um, I don't think it's the enviable position to be batting leadoff per se uh, in this kind of uh, murderer's row uh, and looking at his options. But the DeMatha Catholic uh, defensive lineman here, it's a guy who's really doubled up as, as a as a basketball, uh, athletically a standout um, and a player who was number one ranked in the state of Maryland. And I think when you look at him, six foot six, 255 pounds, kind of let your imagination run with him. Does he grow out of, of, of the edge roll? Does he just grow up in the edge roll? I think he, he kind of fits that bill of versatility that we've watched Penn State really embrace. Um, and, you know, Physically, um, a guy who, who checks off a lot of boxes. And, and from that basketball rap background, I'm curious what it looks like when he sinks his teeth into football as that full-time commitment moving forward. Yeah, you mentioned you know, leading off. It's kind of like a blessing and a curse in a sense because you either hit the home run and you make that impression and you give him that thought throughout – the month when he's at these other campuses or, you know, the visit goes all right. And that's that, you know, they kind of get lost in the shuffle. So this is going to be a big visit for Penn State. And like you said, athletically, Moore's got it all from what I've seen on his tape. That would be a very intriguing get for Penn State's defensive line. 
Yeah, measuring stick potential visit for more as he embarks on a busy month. Uh, another name that had initially maybe uh, been on this official visit list for, for June 3rd, and, and it's been a little bit tricky tracking KV on keys, the linebacker out of Virginia. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of been working to sort through his official visits. He had a, a couple new offers, Florida Gators being one of them last week uh, that have kind of come into play for him. But mentioned last week during an interview with a 24 seven sports that he had hoped to be on campus this weekend with Penn state. Instead, uh, I confirm with him it's going to be June 24th for KV on Keys. He's got North Carolina this weekend. He's going to be with the Tar Heels. He's got Virginia Tech in the mix. Florida has inserted themselves into the conversation now that they've uh, extended an offer, and he has not been to campus. I know a lot of our readers have been saying, when this guy gets to campus, I'll start to perk up and be more interested in KV on Keys. But that has not happened yet. It's supposed to happen June 24th, but one of those that you kind of just uh, circle right now. And, and as we work our way towards that date, we'll, we'll check back in if that's actually going to occur. Uh, by the way, you checked in with the guy who's going to be on campus next week, Texas cornerback uh, Jalen Braxton. And the cornerback position, defensive backboard right now for Penn State. You talk about a, a guy like King Mack down in Florida. Got to be checking out Michigan State and Penn State in June, maybe deciding quickly after that. Um, long distance is the, is the theme here right now. They've got a, a, a player in Lamont Payne committed from the state of Pennsylvania. But this kind of follows the suit of Penn State throwing some darts on the board here, Florida, Texas, and, and really quickly, I remember just within 48 hours, I think, of this offer, Braxton said he was due on campus on, on June 10th, and you spoke with him this week. Nothing has changed in that regard. No, Braxton's a guy who's extremely interested in Penn State at this point. He has them among their, his top three choices. So Penn State offers the, issues the offer on May 2nd. A couple days later, like you said, he has the official schedule, and it's really just been rolling on from there. He's developed a great relationship with Terry Smith. He loves his fit in the scheme. He loves the idea of coming in and competing for playing time from day one. And my read right now, I still think Baylor, right now they're the crystal ball favorite. I still think that's justifiable based on the intel that I've received. But we're, we're talking about Braxton taking the official defense. He's open to playing anywhere, first of all. That's the big thing with him. Distance is not a factor from what I have gathered. He's looking for the best fit. He's looking for a place that can get him to the next level, and he thinks Penn State has a chance to do that. And he's a guy who's really looking forward to get on campus. He harped on it time and time again. He wants to get on campus. He wants to get around the staff. He wants to get around the players because this will be his first time traveling to Happy Valley. So it, he, it's a trip he's very excited for. He's going to make it, and he's. I think we should definitely keep a very close eye on him moving forward. Yeah, we'll see what that what that hierarchy looks like within his recruitment after 48 hours in Happy Valley. We've seen it turn uh, recruitments before, especially when it's a guy who knows, hey, I got 48 hours to figure out how I feel about this school and the staff and the environment. And sometimes it just sticks with players. And we've seen it work out in Texas and Florida with some visits and, and official visits become commitments later down the line. Braxton, this is a big uh, this is a big time talent at cornerback. When you look at 24-7 sports evaluation with him, he's inside that top 24-7. He's got a 91 rating, uh, number 21 cornerback overall, right around six foot, 170 pounds, uh, strong speed in play here as well. Um, and Cal is going to get an official visit from him as well. Uh, another name that has surfaced here, and again, long distance, cornerback and he'll be visiting Penn State in a couple weeks is Jakeem Jackson. This was reported by our colleague at Andrew Ivins, who does a fantastic job covering the Southeast for 24-7 sports. Uh, this is a guy who, again, top 24-7 cornerback, uh, number 20 in that cornerback board, so just one spot above Braxton. 
he has kind of changed up his process and his plan, uh, whereas Penn State is going to be uh, the recipient of a visit later this month. Uh, that was not supposed to be the case at first. Uh, I found that to be interesting. He was supposed to go out uh, and visit Iowa. Uh, so I think it's interesting that, that we're seeing Penn State – being pretty successful in their percentage of putting out uh, the spring interest and then seeing it reciprocated with official visits. And I think that speaks to the brand. And I'm sure even though you're new to this beat, you're not new to hearing recruits talk about this Penn state brand in high regard. Oh no, the brand is something that pretty much every recruit I've ever talked to who has a Penn state offer, they've gushed over it. It's national. It's well, it's everywhere. No matter what recruit you talk to, if they have an offer, they will know exactly what Penn state's about and what it could, what that opportunity could do for them. And Jackson making it to campus is definitely something that it's interesting because the cornerback board is so crowded right now, it seems, and getting these guys on and delivering the pitch to them and getting the message across, it's so key right now because there aren't a ton of spots available and you have so many guys traveling to campus in June. If these guys want to get on board, they're going to have to get on board. So I think we could definitely see a lot of movement at the position over the next month. Uh, another position that we've been monitoring pretty closely, and, and May was a mixed bag at wide receiver. Uh, you added Johnny Shakir out of New Jersey, and then you saw Rodney Gallagher has been on the target board since he was a freshman initially, really an athlete, and eventually as a receiver target, uh, committing to to nearby West Virginia. Um, those are those are very different results for the receiver spot. But then we've seen Penn State uh, in the in the ensuing weeks now uh, put out some new offers, and a couple of them have confirmed official visits during conversations that I had. Um, Carmelo Evans, Anthony Evans, uh, Carmelo Taylor, I should say, Anthony Evans. Let me tell you one thing about both these guys. They are extremely elite speedsters at the position. Anthony Evans down in Texas, uh, and then Carmelo Taylor down in Virginia, uh, both of them working their way through regionals. And, and Carmelo Taylor also actually going to be participating uh, for state championships down in Virginia in the 100 and 200 meter dash uh, this weekend. So he's not using any official visits right now, but due on campus later this month. Uh, and so is Anthony Evans out of Texas. Both these guys, I think you probably line up and see them in that slot position role, uh, forecasting at the next level. Wide receivers and interesting spot to me and i mentioned this on the show before you've got six guys on this 2022 roster who are going to carry freshman status so you want to kind of sort through that and see what you've got you picked up a transfer in mitchell tinsley but looking for this 2020 uh, 2023 receiver class uh it, these new names have surfaced and i think it's pretty tantalizing because the offers are trending up with both of these guys and the speed is just really standout. So Penn State making a concerted effort and going to get both Evans from Texas, Taylor from Virginia on campus later this month. Evans and Taylor, man, two guys, you get them the ball in space, they're going to make plays and they're going to make people look silly in the open field. They're that quick and they're that shifty. But I, use, I see them in the slot at the next level. I think that's probably the best fit for them. And those are two guys Penn State would just love to have as playmakers in their offense. You, you can't teach that kind of talent and you just can't teach – that kind of ability to make people miss in the open field. Both of them have it. And Taylor's a late bloomer, so that makes him really interesting. He's picked up some late power five offers. He's had some impressive success on the track. He, he's a burner, man. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when those two guys get on campus. I really like Taylor, though, Talk. I think he, he's got that it factor, and he's the track speed translates. Yeah, the, the track speed is one thing. He's done a nice job uh, on social media lately, kind of selling himself as a football player. He's been posting some clips from last season, uh, some of the things he did on the football field. But just going through very quickly with Taylor, he's got six 
sub 11 second 100 meter times this spring uh and he's got uh about a half dozen sub 20 20 22 second 200 meter runs and and so we're talking about a guy who's not just doing it once or twice did the win help did, did the win not help he's doing it over and over again and as we said this saturday he could come away as a state champion in a couple events uh and then he's going to turn his focus to the recruiting spectrum for football and penn state in line to get that visit later this month uh, let's turn our attention over to this prospect camp which is going to draw as we said brian doan you to campus but a, a bunch of recruits we're going to break down a lot of that in the next in the upcoming days uh, detail some of those visitors We'll have full evaluations of what we saw, what we're hearing coming out of these camps into the weekend, early next week. Going to plan on uh, recapping that on our first edition of the podcast next week. But let's start with the whiteout camp this Saturday. I mentioned the quality over quantity perspective on this one. Uh, I think basically Penn State's going to get a lot of guys in the field. Not all of them will have Nittany Lions offers, but these are all power five uh, offerable guys. And I think you're going to come away with some guys – falling off the board completely, including some players who picked up recent offers, uh, guys that just aren't going to pass the test when it comes to the physical testing, when it comes to the competitive drive, maybe when it comes to what the coaches want to evaluate in person as they work through drills. And there's going to be guys that don't have offers who, when we talk, uh, sit down and talk on the podcast next Thursday, will be new Nittany Lions targets. That's what it's all about with prospect camps. I'm so excited to have these back for a full slate. The first time we've had it since 2019 here on campus, our first chance to check these out since 2019. And it's going to be big not just for our coverage but obviously for penn state as they try to work their way through these target boards there's only so much you can gather from a quick visit to, to town or a quick visit to the high school and, and the intel you can pick up so much is about getting these guys on campus and yep you know, putting them through it a little bit and seeing what you've actually got on your hands yeah and you said it man it's great that these camps are back i couldn't tell you the last time i've been to one and i missed them they're, they're so fun to cover and they're so valuable the schools hosting them they're make or break for so many kids you know like you said you get them in that camp setting and you see what they could do against that kind of competition and just see if they have that it factor see if they can ball out and we're going to see we're going to see a lot of those kids on campus this weekend they're going to be guys who leave happy valley as legitimate targets or they're going to be guys you know penn state's going to be looking elsewhere so it, i'm i'm especially stoked it's going to be my first time heading up i'm going to get to see the facility just get to see everything i'm really excited and most importantly, excited to see what these kids bring to the table. There are so many to keep a close eye on and just so many on the radar right now. We'll be right back on the Lions 24-7 podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Yeah, th there's going to be a, a several Penn State commits. Uh, I talked to Alex Birchmeyer, the five-star prospect. He'll, he'll be on campus this week. He'll be back on campus later this month for his official visit. I think it's notable that Marcus Stokes, uh, quarterback down at Meese High School in Florida, is making another trip here. He'll be uh, on campus this weekend. Uh, he's a guy that you know has been generating interest down there in the southeast and will continue to do so, as Andrew Ivins told us, and someone that Penn State wants to keep grips on as a top 24-7 prospect. Uh, a good thing to see him on campus and spending more time with Mike Yersich, of course. Um, under evaluation, the offensive line, guy in particular I'll, I'll be curious about is Jordan Hall, who told me he'll be making the trip uh, from Columbus, Ohio. He's He's been rising with some FBS interest, some Power 5 interest, and reported a Penn State offer last week along with one of his teammates at, at Columbus Kip in Ohio. The six foot eight, three hundred forty uh, listing is legitimate. Which, uh, like, like first off, okay, that, that's a lot to wrap your head around for a guy that does have some athleticism. Now, the film is not great. Uh, the, the film does not does not say you know future Penn State starting offensive lineman from last year. But that's why you get into this camp, see how far he's come, uh, see what you can maybe look past for right now as as a project, or say maybe see what. Uh, is a little bit further along in some of the traits. Uh, but this is a kind of a prototypical example, I think, in Jordan Hall uh, of what Penn State wants to accomplish in getting guys here, verify some of those measurements. Once again, you got to do your diligence, and that they will do that with all these players. But what is the functional mobility of this kind of a prospect? And, and when you get Phil Troutwine around him for a day and he's kind of asking him to do different things that he's not comfortable with, how coachable is a player like this and and how much of a trajectory can Phil Troutwine and the coaching staff walk away with with this kind of prospect and say, here's where we see him at 20, 21 years old within our program as he as he gets involved with, with, with our conditioning and, and all that stuff that gets involved uh, with with the college athlete's life. I think it's fascinating, and, and offensive line in general is an area that that we're going to go into right now because new targets are emerging, and you're actually just fresh off a call with one of them. Yep. Nick Oliveira from South Jersey coming off an All-State season at Clearview High School. Really interested in the program. Called it a dream offer on Twitter. I caught up with him. He's looking to get to campus soon. We'll have that online 24-7. I'll have the date for you guys when exactly he's looking to get up there. He's trying to fit it in with his – he has a busy June official visit schedule with trips to Cincy, BC, and Vandy. So he's trying to figure out when he could travel up. But, yeah, definitely a new intriguing target to keep an eye on. He was one of the better offensive linemen in South Jersey last season. He's looking to build on that in his senior year. And his level of interest is pretty high right now. It's going to be an interesting trip for to campus for him. Another player who's popped up as a name to know here in, in the spring is Stanton Ramil. Is uh, a Power Five prospect, uh, and and man, the the size here again. You see some of these offers going out. We've got him listed at six foot seven, three hundred and ten pounds, uh, and, and a player here that that just reported a visit. I know that you've been trying to track him down, um, but the fact that he was on campus pretty quickly coming off of a Penn State visit, uh, again, another 2023 offensive lineman, uh, Penn State would like to add another name or two to the class there. Um, what, what's your read on Ramil? I don't know if you had a chance to really check him out much aside from trying to trying to get some contact. Yeah, I'm hoping to get on, on the phone with him very soon. I like his tape, and I think the big thing with Ramil is he comes from a Thompson program where they produce so many well-coached guys on a yearly basis. They send guys to the Power Five ranks, and they're ready. They're typically ready to go pretty early in their career. He's a guy who's gained a lot of traction on the recruiting trail recently. I could see why. Big dude, tape's impressive, more so than Hall. I would say you mentioned his tape before. Like you said, he's, he's a guy who's going to have to prove it in camp. But with Ramil, I think the tape's there. The level of competition is definitely there. I mean – Thompson's playing at a loaded schedule down in Alabama. So he's battle-tested. He's a guy who 
like you said, he made it to campus pretty quickly, which I always view as an indication, a pretty good indication of a prospect's level of interest. The quicker they get to campus after they pick off the offer, it's a pretty solid indication that, you know, guy's really into this opportunity. So Ramil is definitely a guy who's going to be on the radar moving forward and a guy that Penn State fans should familiarize themselves with. Yeah, not the only Alabama guy who's going to be on campus this week. Uh, this month, I should say, Tamarian Parker, a top 24-7 defensive lineman uh, down there, is, is uh, confirmed he'll be coming up to Penn State for, for that official visit. That was reported a while ago, and he's due on campus out of Phoenix City. Um, I want to mention one more thing about Ramil. So he was on campus this week, and uh, as he later revealed, was essentially on his way to Pitt, going to be spending a couple of days for an official visit with Pittsburgh, uh, taking a closer look at the Panthers program, but uh, made a point to, to spend some time on campus. So, so so that does say something. And now Penn State would certainly like to line up something, uh, a return trip, uh, if they are uh, encouraged coming off of that visit uh, and get the ball rolling. Let's go through some other names here because Nikhil, uh, Nikhil this one's always hard for me to say, Nikhil Betran uh, is someone that, that I talked to a, a little bit earlier in May and then, and then more recently got a Penn State offer early May. Still has not been to campus, but he's out of Philadelphia. Uh, he's out of Northeast High School in Philadelphia, which has some ties to this Penn State program and the current roster and the current staff. And, and you like some of those. But the interest continues to mount. And I know that the SEC uh, programs have been kind of circling around him. Jordan has been now uh, revealed as an offer. Auburn has been revealed as an offer. He told me he does plan to use an unofficial visit to Penn State this month. He wants to save his official visits for, for some longer trips. And I want to remind everybody uh, that Nokil Betran is committed to Colorado. But good luck to the Buffaloes on holding grips on this kid. Yeah, Betran's kind of a tough one to get a read on right now just because, and you just said it, man, there's been so much movement with his recruitment. He's still got the Colorado commitment. He's had the recent Penn State interest, the recent SEC interest. He's going to be making a lot of trips. He's got a lot of options to examine. He has a lot of considering to do. Does he want to stay committed to Colorado? Like you said, that's going to be pretty tough for them to hang on to him with the way things are trending. But this isn't a matter of, hey, this is a Pennsylvania kid. This is all Penn State at this point. You know, with the SEC interest, that's something that Betran's really considering. So – his recruitment over the next couple of months, I think we're going to be able to gain a bit more clarity as to what he's looking to do and where he's looking to go, and which opportunities will also be available to him once that time rolls around. As spots fill up, where's Betran going to fall? That might be the biggest thing in this recruitment when it's all said and done. Yeah, as an underclassman, the focus is on basketball for him, uh, and he's a guy who who was kind of a, a tight end wide receiver. Couldn't really figure out what he was in the football field. He, he knows what he is now. He's a lineman, and he's six foot seven, three hundred plus pounds, and generating a ton of interest from the from the Power Five level at this point. He committed to, to uh, Colorado, by the way, early spring. Uh, he did get to campus out there, but again, uh, Buffaloes have a fight on their hands at this point. Um, the other name I wanted to get to here, and he's a guy who's been committed to Penn State for some time, Joshua Miller. Um, Brian Doan had a chance to see him in camp action uh, just a few weeks ago. A guy that's really come together nice physically. Uh, I think he's more athletic than people maybe give him credit for generally uh, upon first glance. Uh, but also there's been interest from other programs, and he was actually on campus elsewhere this week as, as you track down. Yeah, Miller made the trip down to Georgia. That first surfaced on his Instagram story that he was down in Athens. Did a little bit of digging there. Turns out he's down there for camp with a bunch of his LCA teammates and he had LCA coaches there as well. So, you know, recruit who's committed surfaces at another campus. It's always, you know, a little bit eye-opening and sounds the alarms a little bit. But from my experience, when a guy makes a trip down there with his teammates and his coaches, it's far less threatening from a flight risk perspective. It's not, it's not like the guy made the trip down there on his own and he's checking things out with just himself and his family. We're talking about a guy who's down there with his 
with his guys and his coaching staff that he's familiar with. So I wouldn't be too worried right now about Miller. Like I said, anytime a recruit services elsewhere, it's something to watch. But group visit, I wouldn't really – no reason to really for alarm right now or to be concerned in my opinion. It's a good good try, but there, there's always reason for alarm and well, yeah, if you want to find it. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and in this case – uh, the defending national champions, uh, you know, th- that he's taking a closer look at and that maybe taking a closer look at him. Um, you know, he did mention Georgia, uh, uh, you know, th- some interest coming from, from Athens. I think Brian Doan asked about that uh, coming off of the camp a few weeks ago. And he really talked about wanting to focus on building this Penn State recruiting class. And uh, we'll continue to keep close tabs on this one in, in the next few days because uh, this is a-, a program at Penn State. Typically, you're committed. They want you if you're visiting campus, it's going to be this campus. And so um, you mentioned the group aspect to it. That's something to take into account uh, going with a group from Life Christian Academy there in Virginia. Uh, but but worth passing along, especially as we get these new names surfacing on the offensive line. And we're trying to work through what Phil Troutwine and company want to accomplish with that positional unit. Uh, Josh Miller, by the way, the number 38 interior offensive lineman in 24-7 sports rankings for the 2023 class. Uh, Tyler, I know a lot of our listeners and readers already are uh, going to be really happy to hear that you're going to focus a, a bit on basketball as well. It's a, it's a big part of your background. Um, you've already done a little bit of that, an official visitor on campus here at Penn State that you wrote up on. And then you made the case uh, for a Penn State potentially picking up a transfer. Let's start with the official visitor, a, a player who has close ties to the program. Yep. Kyrie Booth from Colorado, son of former Penn State star and current Denver, Denver Nuggets general manager Calvin Booth. He was on campus up until this morning, Thursday morning, actually. And, you know, people look at that official visit from the outside looking in, you think, oh, he's a legacy. You know, he's coming to check out the campus. It's kind of a respect thing, but from what Carrie has said in the past on the circuit, he's not taking visits just to take visits. He's not wasting his officials. He's hitting up schools where he's really, really interested in attending, and Penn State falls into that category. I've heard the visit went well. What official visit doesn't really go well? But, you know, the interest is definitely there, and I think he sees an opportunity to come in and challenge for major minutes as a freshman. He's that guy. He's been a high riser in the rankings. Last month, I believe he was 143rd nationally, and now he's a top 70 guy. He's shown a lot on the EYBL circuit. He, he's a guy whose stock is rising, and I like where Penn State is positioned right now. Still a very long way to go. Definitely nothing definitive in that area. Still visits to make, still conversations to be had. But I think Penn State can feel good about where they're at right now with Booth. It's not – it's going to be difficult. I mean, we're talking about a top 70 kid, but Micah Shrewsbury, he's in there. They, they, they have a good chance. I like it right now. Well, I know that you'll be doing your diligence to try to track that one down and generally covering the college, uh, the college basketball recruiting trail with, with Penn State uh, coming off of a top 25 signing class. Yes, it was number 25, but it was a nice, nice addition for Penn State. I know they want to build off that and you'll be tracking uh, some of that. Uh, additionally, how do you do that? The transfer portal, uh, of course. And Tyler, you made a case this week for for Denver transfer Michael Hen, who's, who's down to just a few schools uh, and why Penn State could be that fit. There's also, since you wrote that, something surfacing in South Bend, Indiana, that, that could kind of, uh, I guess, alter the outlook for this one? Yeah. So Notre Dame wound up keeping one of its key front court pieces, which obviously plays a major role in the minutes allocation there. And if playing time is a big thing that Hen is looking for, Penn State might be his best bet right now. Recently, Penn, Hen told 24-7 Sports that he's down to Penn State, Notre Dame, Illinois. The minutes are starting to dry up at at Notre Dame and Illinois, it's a little bit of a, more of a niche role that he'd be playing for Brad Underwood's squad. So if minutes are the big thing 
I think you have to like where Penn State stands right now. And look, Hen's not a guy who's going to come in and change Shrewsbury program in a year. You know, he he's a good player. He's not a major difference maker, but he's going to be. He would be big for Penn State in the sense that he's a veteran, and you could turn to him for 25, 30 minutes a game. He's down there. He saves some of your younger guys from that increased exposure. You know, they might not be ready for his freshman. And that's a guy who would play also play a big role in the locker room. He's been around. He knows the landscape. He'd be a big leadership player for Shrewsbury. Let's finish up here with our five-star mailbag. And, and, and do appreciate the basketball insight here to, to wrap up our conversation. But five-star mailbag going to bring us right back to the football field, as it so often does here. I'm just going to give you a heads up. Um, with camp season upon us, which Penn State commit are you most looking forward to seeing compete in person? Um, to me, I've got to go with the quarterback because, let's face it, quarterback recruits are in the spotlight for a reason. They can dictate so much about what your program can accomplish down the road. And I know that he's following up a two-quarterback class that featured the number one QB in the country by 24-7 sports evaluation. But you still just don't know when it comes to that quarterback, Roman Stokes is a guy who carries a ton of confidence. I think that even if you had never spoken to this guy or heard him speak, you'd realize he was a confident player to come and, and commit to a program like Penn State coming off of that quarterback class. Um, a lot of what he does that's really, I think, impressive and what stands out to a lot of people uh, is some of the improvisational aspects of his game when a play breaks down, some of the things he can do outside the pocket. Uh, really curious to see if we get a chance to, to take a long look at him, kind of working on the fundamentals of what's going on in the pocket, uh, you know, with Mike Yurcich, because Mike Yurcich, I think it's been well documented. He's a guy that that is going to go through the finer details with his passers, and uh, he wants things the way he wants them, and he's going to be vocal about that. So he's working with a future pupil here, a guy that I, I think uh, it would be a lot of fun to, to kind of see him, Yersich, engage with each other. And, and I just want to see how, Stro how Stokes goes out there and slings the ball. Uh, we've seen quarterback commits for Penn State come in here and look really good and, and and leave you feeling strongly about their future. And then in the past, we've seen some Penn State commits come in here and maybe not light up the camp circuit like they should as a power five level prospect. And you kind of leave scratching your head and maybe having some new doubts there. So always want to get a look at the future quarterback and, and Marcus Stokes coming up to camp this uh, coming up to campus this week, hopefully affords us the opportunity to do that. Alex Birchmar is one guy I really want to see just because anytime you get five, eyes on a five-star lineman, I mean, that's fun to watch, really, see how those guys can dominate. The one guy I'm really, really looking forward to see is one of the more recent commits in Ajani Shakir. He's transitioning to a new school down at Winslow in South Jersey. I want to see how he fits in that offense. And I really like his playmaking ability, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him in person at some point. Being in Jersey, he's a guy I can get down to see pretty easily. So, And he plays a pretty solid schedule down in South Jersey. So I'm hoping to check out one of his better games on the schedule and seeing how he fares against that high-level competition. We had his offensive coordinator and former Penn State running back Bill Belton on the show with us uh, just a week or so ago. Uh, basically said uh, Johnny is going to get the ball by any means necessary. So, yeah, he, he will be a guy that, that I, I think he's going to be getting a lot more engagement than just uh, just passes in that offensive scheme at Winslow Township. Uh, Tyler, I, I really appreciate it. We're going to get a chance to, to, to get to know you more as a reporter and as a writer. Uh, and, and as a message board commenter and all that stuff this weekend as we get through camp. But I, I know the first impression has been great for a lot of our readers and, and, and likewise here. Really happy to have you on board. Thanks, Ty. I appreciate you and I appreciate all of our readers who have welcomed me so warmly. You know, it, it's been a great start, in my opinion. I'm looking forward to keeping it rolling with you guys. 
We've got a four-man team now at Lions 24-7, full-timers, Mark Brennan, myself, Daniel Gallen, and, of course, now Tyler Calvaruzzo. We're excited to have that. We're going to be adding to the firepower with Brian Doan coming to campus this week for that prospect camp coverage. Whiteout camp Saturday afternoon, locking the Lions 24-7 for the latest from the field. For now, stepping aside for producer Lance Glenn, uh, our guest here, Tyler Calvaruzzo, and I am Tyler Donahue. We'll talk to you real soon.